0: So, Jared, you got questions for Jeff? Is that right?
1: Yes. I didn't write anything down. Perfect. But, so Jeff, we're going to start out with, by the time you got to Nationals, how did you feel as far as how you thought you could do compared to your actual finish?
2: I did not think I would finish where I did until I was there. Actually, like probably after the first two stages, it kind of hit me. It was like, I'm shooting at the same pace as these guys and I actually think I, I won on the super squad I think I won the first two stages we shot. Yeah. And it kinda hit me after that. I was like that I mean that wasn't anything crazy. I can shoot that pace all day. Uh I wasn't you know, I wasn't pushing or anything. So I think at that point it it hit me how well I could, could finish. But before that it was you know, I was just hoping for top 10. I mean, that was my goal. That was my expectation was hoping to creep into the top 10. Uh, so yeah, that was probably, I was expecting top 10 ish. And then it wasn't until after I shot those first couple stages that I realized how well I could probably do if, if I keep that
1: pace. Obviously, you know, pretty large improvement, same as Boomer had. What, what, changed or what did you do different this year as far as on like a side of training i think the training was just uh it was more
2: focused i think you know i didn't i didn't really change what i was doing so much it was more i changed what i was thinking about when i was shooting uh it was just focusing more on the smaller details uh, focusing on sight picture or focusing on smaller technique issues. And then also, I am super consistent with training. Uh, it's not like I try to find time during my day to get some dry fire in. It's like, you know, I get up early every stinking day and I dry fire every stinking day. <clears throat> and I go to the range every week and I practice so it's it's like I had a schedule I'm very disciplined in sticking to my schedule and having a routine Uh, I think that that paid dividends you know you just you do it whether you feel like it or not it's it's the season you want to do well uh you stick to the plan whether you feel like you're making progress or not uh, you put the work in and so I think I think that had a big big effect and i've got some little tweaks that i'm i'm looking forward to implementing into training next year and uh how i want to structure things and so i'm excited about next year
1: so what tweaks do you want to make
2: uh mainly be to like uh dry fire training and then i'm also gonna get more specific with my physical training uh like work workouts and coordination training agility training i'm going to start doing some of that i don't know what it's going to look like yet but i'm going to have i'm going to have days for certain things uh, i'm going to split my dry fire up and practice certain things on certain days uh, spending more time on one one individual thing throughout the week uh, and then i might actually put it all into like a, some sort of booklet or something like a training some sort of training primer try to combine it all it's something I'd like to put a lot of time into try to develop a training program for myself.
1: How important do you think your mental game is in in your shooting and specifically your performance at nationals
2: um I mean, I think the the mental game is really important. I think uh a lot of people don't understand the mental game uh like they think you know the mental game is is just being able to calm your nerves. I think there's a lot of aspects to the mental game, uh, and I think it's very important.
0: What What do you feel is your strongest part of the middle game? I mean, you feel like you feel like there's a bunch of different aspects. What do you feel like you do the best within that?
2: I don't really know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I would have to like collect my thoughts on that. That's uh, that's hard to answer on the spot.
0: I know you said something to me at at nationals. We were talking. To, uh, well, maybe it was Nash. I don't know if it was nationals. Probably was those long nights in that Talladega hotel. <laughs> uh sultry nights. Uh but uh you know in that one, one full size bed. <laughs> yeah, I was half infested with roaches. Um but no, you said we were talking a little bit about Lanny Basham and his you know, his approach of of only focusing on things that you to do better, like you never focus on that. Like and you said, you know, your dad growing up wasn't, wasn't a real active person. Like, but when you were doing sports, anything you did, who's like, man, you're just awesome at that. Like, you just like, like all you ever heard from home, all it was just positive. I hate to use the word positive affirmations cause I hate that phrase, but, but it, it, it was just, it was always just, man, you're like, you're, you're really good at that. Like, that's just awesome. Uh, and, and I wonder how much that's played into just you as an adult. And that there's almost this hidden confidence. It's almost bestowed on you from your parents from just a little, being a little kid.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think that that plays a role. Also, I had really great friends growing up as well. Uh, before <laughs> I met you guys, I had really great friends <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and they were almost the same way for me, man. Uh, yeah, I just had lots of people that thought I was awesome growing up. And it felt good. And Man, y'all grew up different you grew up different than I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, did they I had know you? fantastic friends. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. Huh. None of them shoot, but yeah, I'm still very close to all my friends I grew up with. And yeah. Just yeah. I had a lot of positive people around me. That's another thing. I was thinking about this today. I don't think you guys realize. How much your shit talking makes me better at shooting. Please quantify that. Like, I don't. Here's the thing I don't know if you guys mean to do this. Like, if you know that you're shit talking, how hard it makes me work and how focused it makes me. And so you want me to get better and that's why you do it. Or if you're like genuinely, (laughs) or if you like genuinely are trying to make you work. Yeah. Or just like you piece of shit. Well, hold on a second. Let's clarify a few things. Out of
3: us four, who's the biggest shit talker? Go ahead and say, Jeremy. Jeremy. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I think Jeremy's the one that's doing the shit talking, and then Jared and I kind of just go, "Yeah, he's the worst." <laughs> 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 so, anyways, go back. No, to that.
2: but it, yeah, it seriously does. <clears throat> on top of already like having this positive reinforcement and like confidence coming up uh then when i when i encounter people that don't think that i'm awesome it it makes me like burn it's like i'm gonna show you i'm gonna show you how awesome i am it's, it's kind of a weird reaction so can i ask some questions about that yeah
0: let's do it so you're wait wait, you're wait, like, wait hold on go, I, ahead, go ahead but before okay so yeah i probably do talk the most crap to you but in all <laughs> fairness it's it's because i know jeff will take it like if i knew jeff was actually sensitive i wouldn't talk near as much crap to. i mean i would still talk crap to jeff but i wouldn't talk nearly as much crap but jeff is like jeff takes a verbal beating better than i think anybody i've ever met in my life
3: yeah (laughs) jeff is laid back by far he's yeah like
0: he's just like like
3: it's water off a duck's back
1: it's just yeah, like if he form. had
0: hair on his head, like it'd be so greasy that <laughs> anything that's thrown at him, it just slides off. It's he doesn't have head, so maybe it's because his his head just slick and bald, like he waxes it like a cue ball every day. But <laughs> <laughs> that's like that little that little laugh response is what you get every time, no Pretty matter what you, what you say to Jeff, yeah. you get that response, which is probably why people like Jeff, because like because he's just so laid back and chill. And even though you want him to, like, do terrible at nationals because he's from Oklahoma and he's a terrible person, you actually are okay if he does it right.
3: Yeah. Uh, it's good. Uh, Okay, so my question is you're saying that you're the type of guy that when somebody goes, Jared's not uh, – they jokingly say, Jeff's not a good shooter or Jeff's not the good – you're like, I'm going to show these guys. Like, I'm getting up 20 minutes earlier tomorrow than I normally get up, and I'm going to put in that much more dry fire, and I'm going to get that much better so I can – shove it right down their face
2: again is that what you do yeah kind of i guess so it's just not something i it's just something i like kind of internalize though right right okay so
3: yeah that's that's cool like some people are that way some people aren't like that's definitely not something i do because like i don't care really it may it may annoy me if somebody says something but like i don't go i'm gonna go work harder to show this guy because that's not why i do
2: I, I I do stuff, but it's not. But it's not something I have in mind on match day, though. It's not when right. I show up to a match. It's not this is where, no, 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 this right. is where I'm going to show them. It's but you. But you're like I'm going to put in the practice. But, okay. yeah. But so it drives you to practice. Yeah. But during the it's week, cool. it's like it. It helps me stay motivated and disciplined. It's like, yeah. I don't know. That's cool. It's it's a little bit of a strange reaction because, uh, I also just have like that positivity, uh, yeah, and confidence, but. At the same time, it's like, I'm going to show these, these, these assholes. I'm going to show them. Cool.
0: It, it baffles me that you have, like, I could understand you would have that response if like, like people were like legit, like, I hate you. Like you're the ter- worst person. Like you're so bad at shooting. Like, <laughs> why do you even try? But it's funny to me that you have the response when people are like, they're just giving, like they're being sarcastic and giving you crap. Right? And you still feed off of that response right, it's, yeah, it's like you're I mean, you almost are actually delusional, like
3: you yeah, just,
2: exactly, but you use it to your advantage <laughs> exactly,
3: yes <laughs> So many things about Jared or excuse me Jeff are becoming clear in this episode. <laughs> we had some pre-episode talk, and um a lot of things are coming to light that <laughs> explains Jeff uh, he's 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 in his own little world.
2: It's a good, it is a good
0: world though. It's a good world. It's full of positivity and lots of rainbows. Lots (laughs) of rainbows. Um, yeah, just say lots of rainbows. Fairies.
3: So, I, um, yeah, that's actually really cool though, Jeff, that you do that because I mean, everybody's got their own thing and, uh, how they, how they handle stuff, but you, you know, staying positive is definitely something, um, I wish I was better at
2: so. Yeah. Well, that's why you got me, man. That's why you got me. Yep. Yeah. I could just be that, that positive glowing rainbow with the fairies and, uh, pixie dust. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I got it. I got a question for you, Jeff. Do you feel like, I mean, so last year you were coming off, uh, what? 13th. Yeah. At national last year. Um, So you were just trying to make top 10. uh, I mean, fairly reasonable expectations um, for a guy with your skill set. Like there's, uh, you could easily been top 10 the year before. Um, This year coming off a top three finish, like, do you feel more pressure from more expectations to that? Now you've got to go to nationals and perform at a, like, do you still go in and say, I just want to make top 10 again. Do you still have that approach or is it, Hey, I was top three. I'm going and I won't be, I want to win.
2: That's, you know, it's hard to say at this point, uh, cause I'm, oh. <clears throat> I'm switching divisions. So, Uh-oh. uh, it's just kind of hard to, to, to translate it across. I don't, I don't want to say, I don't think I can be top three. Uh, I don't know. It's, uh. It's something I'm still, still wandering through mentally, uh, what it's going to look like in, in production. Yeah. I'm not sure. yet. I'm still gathering that, that idea. Yeah. Maybe,
0: maybe the place, maybe like the place at nationals, isn't necessarily, uh, the, the right, the right way to ask the question. Just more that. Do you feel like you have more expectations on yourself for the next season? Like. Hey, now I've got to, I've got to try and perform at this level. Like even, even if those are maybe outside expectations that, you know, before you were kind of an unknown, now it's like, okay, you've placed top three nationals. It's hard to, hard to, harder to be under the radar at that point. Uh, do you feel, do you feel expectations from that to perform?
2: Not really. Uh, I I, like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be better next year. Like I could just tell you, uh, from what I learned about myself this year, uh, performing the way I did uh placing the way I did uh, knowing kind of what that performance feels like uh I like I already know I'm gonna I'm gonna be better next year uh, it's it's just kind of a, a given to me I feel like now
0: there's that positive talk
2: yeah like I'm yeah I'm just I'm going to be better I guarantee it uh, now whether it'll be you know, it doesn't translate right over just because I got third at single stack when, you know, Nils didn't show up doesn't mean I'm going to be third at production. So, but I will be better.
3: I'm going to jump in on this, even though you're not asking me, uh, but because <laughs>
0: I was second, just so y'all don't forget. Um, but no, seriously, I actually, w- actually want to ask you, but I didn't think you want to talk about it. So,
3: oh, no, no, it's fine. Because I'm actually going to kind of just jump on to what Jer- uh, Jeff was saying. Um just in in and being third this year also doesn't necessarily translating into Jeff or myself being second or third again in the same division next year. You right. they're not yeah, you can't compare. I mean, it, it it's hard not to to go, hey, this guy was third at, at nationals last year, you know. Yeah he's gotta be that, he's gotta do that well. I mean, and, and there's the outside maybe pressure of what you were saying as far as people are gonna go. Well, if that guy doesn't finish third, then, you know, what was it? Was it a fluke? Was now more heat showed up? I mean, and it's easy to think that way. And some of that could be true, but, um, you know, there's people that didn't finish extremely well are in the top five this year that if, if I said their name and said, Hey, is this a good shooter? You would say that's a phenomenal shooter. That's one of the best shooters there is, but they, this year it didn't work out for them. So that's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, we all have those matches. So, as far as the pressure, like for me, um, I have two goals next year: get better and shoot to my ability. Yeah, and if I do that, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be happy, uh, and, and and the results are probably gonna be pretty good.
1: I mean, you have to remember too: every every match is a different match, and especially when you start talking like moving around, when nationals is and stuff. I imagine next year you'll probably see more of the open guys come early and shoot oh, carry yeah. optics. You You're gonna have more people that shop for per- you'll have more people that shop production that'll probably come to the later nationals yeah. and shoot CO. And production will be the same way. You'll have guys that didn't shoot it because they were focused on carry optics that'll that'll then shoot it. So they're just completely different matches. It's like you I mean you have to consider who showed up that day.
0: So. Oh. I wonder a little bit, Jason, with you as part of, like you, I mean, from what you said earlier, you went into this Nationals with zero expectations. Like you're, I mean, you were almost pulling out, like your shoulder was, was messed up. Uh, zero How do you feel like that? Do you think that had any sort of effect that like that freed you up that you could just, you could just shoot and you didn't feel the pressure that maybe, maybe you'll, because next year you'll be on a super squad. There's going to be, Hey, this guy was second last year. Like w- we expect them to be good. Do you feel like that? Expect so, like?
3: Well, let's 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 start from this year. Well, actually, let's go back to la- last year. Um, same thing with me. I think with me last year, and I would probably say this with Jeff. Um, where were you at again, Jeff? Last year, thirteenth. Yeah. So um, I attribute me being sixteenth last year f- to a couple things. That was my first nationals and my second, my third year shooting. So, like, I was still kind of getting my poop in a group, you know, so to speak, and just mentally. And um and and not that I wasn't working on that this year, but I was better at it this year than I was last year. I mean, last year I made stupid mistakes at Nationals. Um forgot to chamber around, forgot a target, and um some other things. And and, and everybody's going to do certain things like that. And this year I didn't make any mental mistakes really. But I definitely, and I definitely shot a great, I shot a great match this year. I didn't mean to sound earlier like I, I was thinking, oh, that was me rolling out of bed, not shooting a good match. Um, I still shot a good match. I basically think, um, personally, that, yeah, I had some issues with my shoulder and I was worried about it. Um, But I set that aside and I told myself that, you know, hey, people that want to do these things have to shoot through problems. And this is what I told myself at Area 3. I said, you've got to shoot through problems. It didn't work for me as well at Area 4, but... Um, I still shot a great match area for, um, I just got beat by two better shooters that day. And, um, but I basically said, I, I firmly believe that the skill is what the skill is. And and I shot to my level ability. So I kind of jumped all over the place there, but, um, from last year, nationals, to this year of nationals, to answer your question, did I, I let myself take pressure off myself for several different reasons? I basically said, your goal is to shoot as good as you can. The moment you start worrying about where you're at for and you're 20 points down, I, I didn't want to play that strategy. I didn't play that. That's not what I did. I felt like that was the best thing for me uh, this year. Next year, I may look different. I may uh get into it a little bit differently. But um my goal is going to be to get better and then just shoot as good as I can. You did say, did that free you up a little bit? Look, if you go in there and you tell yourself, hey, what happens if I don't win this match? Nothing. Nobody's going to kick my ass in the parking lot. My wife's not going to divorce me. Yeah. Right. My wife's not going to divorce me when I get home. Um, uh, if, if, if either one of those answers is the other way around, then you've got some other problems in life. Right. But everything's just a fine uh, balance act of you got to let yourself off the hook, but you got to keep yourself on the hook a little bit to get to, to kind of motivate you and to kind of keep the pressure real. Cause that's, that does motivate you and it does help you, but you can't, so you can't go in there and be defeated and going like, well, I'm not going to beat Max. But at the same time, going in there realizing you're not going to beat Max might actually help you shoot a better match because it takes some pressure off.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So I mean, it's a balancing act in, in my mind. Yeah. Of those of those things.
0: Yeah, I mean it's a it's a really interesting thing as far as having expectations and not having expectations and how you deal with those. I think there's a I think there's a lot of it, how that plays out in nationals is very interesting with different. I mean, how people handle that plays a big impact on placement and finishes at, at big matches like nationals
3: i think i mean and so next year you know i'm gonna be on the super squad and people are gonna be like oh this guy was second let's see this magic well i'm gonna keep telling no i mean seriously like people want to see when you hear when you hear stuff like that how many times when you were especially when you were newer in the sport when you saw somebody and oh that's a grand master and then you i gotta watch this grandmaster shoot i'm a b-class shooter i was never a b-class shooter but um uh, i went to master just you know just no big deal but uh I threw that out there just to anyway, but no, seriously though. But when you see it, when you see somebody that you've, you've put on this shelf of being like this phenom, you want to see that magic. And a lot of times you'll watch it. And there's times when you don't see the magic, you don't see, it's not apparently obvious of where that magic was. It was in there. It was in their score, but on that one stage run, it didn't look completely m- magical. So I'm just going to tell myself that, Hey, I don't care about none of that. Um, I I'm just going to shoot as good as I can. I don't care if they don't see magic. I'm not here to show them magic. I'm here to shoot my match. And so that's all I can do. And and I, there'll probably be a little bit more pressure. Uh, I'll be shooting, you know, directly on the squad with max Michelle and several other guys that are at that top level. And, um, you know, I want to, I want to show up, you know, so there's some of that, but at the same time, I'm going to be like, well, dude, if you show up and, and they're not blown away, uh, Oh, well, who cares? You know, and plus I've already shot in front of other national and world champions that have told me I'm a good shooter and know I'm a good shooter and have commented that I'm a good shooter so I know I'm a good shooter. So it's very you know interesting and in, and in how you make it work for yourself and everybody's different.
0: Yeah,
2: sure. That was one uh when you say you shot in front of in front of people that were really good before. That was one thing that did not affect me like I thought it would. Shooting on the super squad. Uh, I thought when I got up to the line, I would be nervous about everybody watching me. It like I don't even remember thinking that now. When right. I was up there shooting. And they probably weren't watching you. Right. But you think they're going to, right? Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, you think that, oh, everybody's watching me Well the Super Squad. Or everybody's like watching me because this is my first time on the Super Squad and I need to see if, right. if I'm worthy. Magic. If you're worthy, yeah. Yeah. And right. they don't care. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't remember feeling that. It was just like, got up to the line and it's like, it's, it's, it's business time. Uh, so... Yeah, it was an interesting, cool. something that I didn't think it would be that way.
3: Cool. Is it my turn to uh, ask Jeremy some questions? Oh, yeah. Beat him up. So, Jeremy. That should be easy. First first question I've got for you. Are you drinking whiskey right now? No. Yeah, you are. Well, yes. it's <laughs> Yes, it's bourbon. Yeah, you
0: are. Where was it distilled that? This was in Kentucky. So, then it's true bourbon. This is, this is, yeah, this is Wild Turkey Rare
3: Breed. Okay. Um, We like, I like to argue with Jeremy and I I don't know anything about it, to be honest with you, but I like to just argue with Jeremy about bourbon. So.
0: Yeah. He, he doesn't know crap about it. He likes to argue about it, but for anybody out there, Wild Turkey Rare Breed is a great bottle that is readily available. You can go to almost any liquor store and you if you like whiskey, you should get some, but don't put ice in it. Yours you're a sissy if you put ice in your bourbon
2: do you add water to it no no i don't add water maybe to it. some uh whiskey some sour mix coke you put coke in there uh i do i prefer uh
0: i prefer uh dr pepper with my bourbon if i'm gonna do that then i'll use like something like a wild turkey 101 it's really cheap yeah and it's it's good in dr pepper yeah
3: and dr pepper's the, the best uh
0: coke out there right so i mean dr pepper's from texas so you're combining bourbon with
2: texas and what better combination can there be have y'all been to the dr pepper museum shut up they serve up some really shitty dr pepper what at the dr (laughs) pepper museum in waco it sounds like something that somebody
0: from oklahoma they take their family vacation they go to the dr pepper museum because it's that or tiger king so like they go get their cocaine one day and then they go get their Dr. Pepper the next day. Right. Pretty much.
3: Sounds right. It's meth. It's not cocaine. They're not that fancy. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. So so anyways, um what
0: were you gonna say? <laughs> what <the fuck>? Oh <laughs> He just used that. Now he just we just motivated him to go tra- practice harder. Apparently, <laughs>
2: I'm going to crush you guys next year. <laughs> yeah,
0: he's going to wake up ten minutes earlier tomorrow morning to train harder because we made fun of
2: him. Getting up at three forty-five. Yeah, but oh, so Dr Pepper though is the
3: best uh, Coke out there. It's the best soda. Absolutely. So why I keep saying you may be confused why I keep calling it Coke. If you're from Texas, you say, "Hey, I want a Coke," and then they say, "What kind?" and then you say, "Dr Pepper." <laughs> That's how it was where I grew yeah. up in, in Dallas. Coke but is any carbonated beverage. Yeah, it's Coke. Yeah, it's Coke. So, no, anyways, that's how it is. But, uh, but from Texas, they know you want a Dr Pepper. Yeah. So, okay. Um, so th- we were talking. Er, we've been talking about the mental management uh, that side of it, Lanny Basham. That was actually what I was going to ask you about. Um, you have talked a lot about it with us personally, and I think you've mentioned it quite a few times on the show. Um, that you know you've you've gotten into the the mental management stuff. Um So, what do you think didn't play out the way you wanted it to from the mental management side? Like, there's certain things you've talked about previously about the self-talk aspect of it. And, you know, you're supposed to tell, and people we we've told you, you know, Jeremy, you're a good shooter. You know, you're just having you're in a slump right now, right? And and you you know, and it's easy for I've been in the, the same shoes where somebody tells you you're good, and you're like, I mean, I know I'm good. I'm, I'm, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm good, but I don't feel like I'm as good as you're making me out to be. And, and, and so why do you think that self-talk is not sticking with you? Uh, are you doing that self-talk? Are you telling yourself that you're a really good shooter, that you do this well, that you do this well? Uh, or are you going, you jack this up, and, which is the wrong thing to do per the mental management, you know, system of Lanny Basham. You know, you don't ever want to focus on what you did wrong. You always want to focus on what you did right. You want to, Talk about, think about, and read about the things you want to happen. All that's the, the 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 positive aspects. So, what is not what is not working correctly for you? Because you're not happy with your shooting, is what you said. And, and nobody's yeah. ever happy, but but go ahead.
0: Uh, I, like like that's a that's a tough one because I'm not like Jeff the fairy that perpetual positive. Uh, always think that like I'm gonna I'm gonna do well. I'm um, even even from like listen you talk jason like it's like the like just yeah i'm gonna go there i'm just gonna i'm just gonna shoot well like i mean it it plays it it helps in it and it motivates me to want to train hard and it helps me to develop skill as far as me being i'm pretty hypercritical of myself like and i'm i'm much better at finding what i do poorly than what i do well like that's just that just comes way easier to me uh like so like to identify like what i'm not good at is is way easier than to say like what do you do well? Like I would struggle to come up with a list of those things. And I've I tried this year to try to to do more just positive self talk to not really any. It wasn't really it wasn't really helpful because it was almost like I was just lying to myself. Like I knew I was lying to myself. Um, and so yeah, how do I how do I come into a match like nationals and have a positive self image? Like that's I mean, that's that's really where you got I think that's where you need to be at to. To try and shoot well, is you need to you need to go there thinking, yeah, you you are you are really good. Uh, I mean, that's that would be the landing basher approach. Is that you uh, you're in a match, assuming that you're that you're the a great shooter, and you're mm-hmm. you're there. um And I I don't know I don't know if it's the I, I honestly I I struggle to answer that. Like I feel like if I could answer that, then I could probably I would probably shoot better. Yeah, like if I knew what the problem was, it wouldn't be a problem anymore. Yeah, I mean a little bit. Um, I think my goal for next year is to um take pressure off nationals try to make nationals less of a significant event for me whereas i mean i mean i said it uh, i think at our season opening when we were talking about stuff it's like I, I i mean i've said it for years i don't care about any match except nationals like i don't like yeah, I, I want to win. Area, I, I want to win if I'm at an area match or a sectional match or state match or whatever local match. Sure, I want to win, but I don't actually, I don't care all that much. The only match that I really care about is nationals. And, and I think that that to me is, pu- I'm probably putting so much pressure on myself to perform well at that one given time that I'm just like, man, when you do that, like that's, that's, And that's why I was asking you guys a little bit about y'all's expectations, um, going into, to like next year and stuff. If y'all's placements change that, I'm going to, I'm going to try to make it a less significant event for me next year and see if it, see if it can just be a deal where I'm just going in. Yeah. I'm going to train hard for it, but where it's not seemingly like my self image doesn't rely on my placement in that match.
3: Yeah. I think that can potentially help. Two things, though, I want to talk about. Um, I don't know when it was this year, but I know I asked a question of what would you rather do? Shoot every match, you know, all the, the the level twos and level threes, win all those and then come in, you know, 15th at nationals or come in top three at nationals and bomb on those. And I'm pretty I, I don't remember. I don't think we wrote it down, but I thought everybody was kind of in agreement on this one. Um, and we were all like, I'd rather shoot well throughout the entire year. Now, you may not have been on that podcast, Jeremy. I don't remember. That might have been one with Joel. Yeah, I I don't know if I was on it, but I would have said no, I'd rather shoot better at nationals. Yeah, okay. Cause I don't remember that coming up and I and, and maybe I'm wrong. I just I could be misremembering. Um and then two, you know, last episode when we were doing a recap on your nationals, you you mentioned the same thing about how much pressure and how much importance you put on nationals. Um, do you think that you should not necessarily de, de- important in- and importantize <laughs> uh nationals but make every other <laughs> you like that that's oklahomanese
0: <laughs> jason was born in texas but i don't know if he was educated in texas or not <laughs>
3: i was but still i didn't go to school very often um i, I like to i like to uh, get in trouble and skip school anyways um but maybe it's so what do you think what's better taking the pressure off the importance off the level down off of nationals or maybe raising that up on the other ones that way, when you get to nationals, you've already shot every other match that year. It's just as important.
0: Yeah, I hadn't actually. I mean, that's a good idea. I hadn't really thought of it from that perspective. That I'm going to try and make area three a life or death match for me. I hadn't. I hadn't, I hadn't thought of it from that perspective. I don't know that it. I mean, like area three this year. Like Jeff and I were were competing against each other. Like smoked him. Um,
2: smoked his ass.
0: I wanted to crush his soul so badly. Uh, I mean, like, but I, at the same time, I didn't like when I left that match, like, yeah, I was, I was pissed that some loser from Oklahoma beat me, but like, it, it didn't deter me for the rest of the season. It wasn't like a, it wasn't like this big, it wasn't this big deal. It's like, okay, no big deal. There's nationals are still coming up. And so, yeah, maybe, I don't know. M- maybe, I mean, that's something, that's something to think about.
1: My thoughts on that is you, you generally shoot quite well to level twos and threes that I've shot with you. So maybe you need to treat Nationals the same as you treat every other match. Yeah, but how do you do that? You've got to go into it with the same mindset. You can't build it up all year. You have to, you have to treat every match the same. What you're doing at the other matches is working. So why do something different in Nationals?
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, th- I, think, I think what Jared is saying and what Jeff just said both make sense. Like, yes, treat, it, treat Nationals just like every other match. But at the same time, it's like you don't train like I do. Like you haven't put the time in the sport like I have to not do well at nationals. Like to just to not care about nationals. And so it's, yeah, that's, I mean, that's a, it's, it's an interesting question that we'll see what, uh, I don't know. More bourbon?
1: The words being used matter there too. There you go. The words being used matter there too, though. I didn't say don't care about nationals. You clearly care about the other matches. You just don't build them up and make them anything special. Like you're going there and you want to win, but you're not going there. Like I have to win. I'm going to win. You're going in there. Like I can win this. I'm going to shoot this match and have fun. Yeah. Like you need closer to that mindset of nationals instead of, instead of building it up. Like it's extra special when realistically you're shooting against the overall, the same group of people that you normally would be you're building up something special and then you're putting excessive pressure on yourself and then you make a mistake and you just compound on the mistake and make more and can't get out of your own way. Yeah. And there's, there is another thing about the other matches
0: is that the last since about 2017 from the last world shoot is I've, I've pretty much shot single stack almost exclusively and, and there's not a ton of heat at most of the matches you go to in single stack. Um, And so Mm -hmm. while I still have that, I still like I compare scores basically straight up with production, even though I'm comparing the scores at them, it's more of a, I want to see where I'm at. I'm not necessarily having to beat them or they're not beating me. Because it's not real.
3: It's not, it's not, it's not real. I mean, it's like you're comparing them, but it doesn't sting the same as actually getting beat by them.
0: Right. And so, uh, so I may shoot more limited uh, this next year um, just to just to compete in a deeper field. At, so as as Jason has said, and I, I thought about this a lot um, ahead of time, but to make those matches seem more more real, more like nationals, because uh, you go to any area match, almost any area match, and in limited, you're going to have some pretty deep. There's going to be a two or three hitters at least um, yeah. in limited at almost any area match. Mm-hmm. and so I, that may be that may be more of my approach is trying to to shoot that division shoot limited at those matches um limited is probably the most consistent with heavy hitters at area matches yeah probably uh, probably sh- for sure i don't like that i don't like that solution because I want single stack to remain viable and so like jeff's saying he's sh- he's not shooting single stack next year okay so there's for the four matches that he shoots a year uh there's somebody that's not shoot there's there's a really good shooter that's not shooting single stack uh if i start shooting limited matches okay there's another halfway decent shooter that's not shooting single stack uh and so like the division becomes so i'm torn on i'm torn on that just from on a personal level of i want to see single stack be a deep division with good competition in it and and you take you take two guys out of it in my in area four out of that division and yep. okay it, it becomes my it's weakened a lot um from that
1: well maybe you do kind of like i am with production and carry optics you pick a point in the year where this is the this is where i'm going to switch and you know just shoot it for two or three months prior and get a couple of majors with it because that'll definitely help you in your limited if you're shooting some majors with it and it, i think it'll pay dividends on your single stack because you're getting to shoot against more heat for a few yeah. matches a year.
0: Yeah. So like, that's, I mean, that's something that I'm, that I'm probably going to do next year is, is shoot more limited, uh, and shoot seek out competition in that, in that manner. Uh, and, and try to get more used to that. Um, you know, there's, there's one thing, this is kind of going back a little bit, but, You know, talking like, like how Jeff talks and how Jason, how you talk and stuff like that, that y'all, like y'all just have confidence going into the match. And maybe Jared feels the same way. Um, I haven't heard him necessarily speak to this necessarily, but they just, I'm just like, you know, you're good going in. I am the type that like, I have to do it at nationals before I actually will believe that I'm capable of doing it. Like I have to see those results. And the problem is if you don't believe it, it's not real likely that you're going to see those results. And so uh, I've said this, I've said this for a while. There's been an observation. There are guys like Jeff and Jason and stuff like that, that end up having really good match placements really quickly early in their career and their careers tend to take off and with a pretty similar skill set to what I have. And yet I don't see those I haven't seen those match results early. And so it's like you almost get to where you don't believe you can ha- you're capable of those match results, even though your skill set is actually very, very similar. Um I don't I don't think there's a big discrepancy in anybody's skill set on this podcast, quite frankly. Um yeah. but we do are seeing discrepancies in, in match performances and sometimes history. Sometimes history or lack of history can play into that. And so.
3: But that's the same thing in every sport, man. I mean, let's let's look at everything kind of on its. You had one guy that was third and then one guy that was second. And there's a 10, 12-year difference in age. One of us is over 40 and got 60 pounds on the other person and still produced a a similar result. So Better uh, result. Well, uh, yeah. But, I mean, of course, it was better. But um, 60 pounds? 60 that's the part, you're gonna latch on to <laughs> damn cold blooded, cold
0: blooded.
3: <laughs> damn, that's cold blooded. I, I, I don't know how much you weigh, Jared, uh, Jeff, whatever your stupid name is, freaking hippie. Um, but a lot of, of well, maybe sh- I mean, shit, but that just goes to show you that it's it can be done, dude. Like, it can it, you wouldn't have thought the, the guy over 40 that's 60 pounds overweight. <laughs> <laughs> Would would have had the best result and was second place at a national championship. Yeah. You wouldn't have thought that. Nobody would have picked that one. I mean, nobody would have picked that that horse as the winner. I
0: so, feel like you just validated my prediction from earlier this year.
3: I, I mean I I kind of did, but at the same time, you disrespected me. So <laughs> um, but no, but seriously, um we so I've taught you something. So you boys, see, I'm the wise old crow on curmudgeon. yeah curmud- curmudgeon there you guys said crow you said curmudgeon um it's 50 percent right so seriously um it, it's it's it, you got to get that out of there and and part of the middle like i was going to say this off off thing but i'm going to say it now i don't think you've read that book very well or you might want to go back and read the book again because like I, I think you've heard some of the things but you're not implementing them yeah and, and, and i will say that that book part of that book is you have to i want to use the word lie to yourself you have to Yeah. Until you believe it. And then until it happens and you take one small, one small step, um, achievement as a stepping stone and shit, like shit, I did exactly what this said and it worked. I'm going to trust that the next time on the next thing. And then it works and it works. Look, man, you've got to deal with stuff that's in your head. I've got to deal with stuff that's in my head. We all do. Your stuff is probably, I'm going to go out on a limb here. You're probably like, well, shit, I've been doing this 10 years. And off of what you were just saying, and I haven't had uh, a top three finish yet. Um, and am I never, am I just never, am I going to be that guy that never has one that's just as good as these other guys, but for some reason just can't put it together? You're probably, that's probably, that's working against you, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so you have to find a way past that. Now, Jeremy, or excuse me, Jeff and I are like, we just finished top three, top two for me, but, uh, (laughs) I got to (laughs) do, um, it, it, you know, it's it's almost like the, the guy in the football that comes out and runs a hundred yard touchdown in his first play ever. He's like, well, I'll never ever better that. It's not quite that bad for us, but it's like but it's a it's a going from second to third second and third to first place, the champion, especially when you have a shooter like Max Michelle to to beat, that is a in that is a wall, a massive blockade, right? And so it's oh, a huge, it's, yeah. It's a huge, it's, it's that 5% is huge, right? I didn't shoot my best match, but you know, Max didn't shoot his best match, right? So when, it, cause I've thought about that because I heard people say, Oh, he had a bad first stage or first day. And I'm like, well, we're not playing Ips- Ipsic here. So I, because I didn't shoot my best either. So I'm still saying that that sliding scale is still the same. And I'm hoping that that 5% is still where is, is still legit as of today, right? So. Uh, I have to overcome that. And those mental barriers, Jeff's got, uh, Jared's got something in his mind that he's probably, you know, self doubt and you have to put that out and you, you're you going to have to find a way around it and go. And it may be something as simple as like, well, so what, if I put, if I put all my effort in this and I never get in a better position. Oh, well, I at least know that I gave it my all. And there's, I did a lot more than anybody else. A lot of people in this sport do. Uh There's people out there that would kill to have shot as good as I have at matches. And I'm going to just walk away with my head held high. I didn't go into this nationals thinking I was going to shoot second. I didn't mean to go in there defeated and say, oh, but dude, I mean, the, one of the key things of Lanny Basham's book is not to focus on the results. And it sounds like y'all, yeah. you especially are focusing on the results
0: because it's in your head. Yeah. It's in your head. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I try not to, I mean, I, I try to be process based, but it's, I mean, it's nationals is the one match where it's really hard for me not to be results based. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it can be pretty process based on on other matches, but nationals is I struggle to be pro to be process oriented and not not results based at nationals. And it's, so you that's said that's the you, one where I I want the pro, the yeah. result to be there,
3: right? But you you just said you don't do it in other matches, and you would probably admit that you shoot other better matches. You shoot other matches better. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. And and what's the one thing you're what's the one thing you're doing correctly at the other matches that you're not doing correctly at nationals?
0: Yeah, it's more results based. Um,
1: yeah
3: I mean that right there proves to yourself that what what you're what you know to be the best way to do it works for you at every match that you do it at, and the one yeah. match you don't do it at you have end up having one of your you know sometimes your maybe worst outcome i would
0: say yeah
1: hmm.
0: yeah and I, I would i mean I would just say like it's not a, it's not like a conscious decision to to be results based versus like it's not a conscious decision to to be different necessarily. Mm. Um, it just see. It's I'm just giving harder. it's it's harder not to. I'm um,
3: giving away all the secret sauce.
0: You are giving away all the secret sauce.
3: But I am I am 100% constantly focused on being process based. Yeah, I yeah. constantly am telling myself that every five seconds I'm telling myself don't worry about the. I, t- I told myself at National, I said you ain't got to win the stage because I y'all know me. I want to go out there and I want to light it on fire and and just. Go go, but I have to. I had to make myself throw. I mean, throttle back, and I said, "Dude, you don't have to win this stage." Yeah. And now I'm still getting better at that and finding the balance because there is a balance of it. You you do have to kind of get that overdrive gear in, kicked in, but you don't want to have it. You know, you don't want to be redlining, and you don't want to be at nine thousand RPMs when you really need to be at sixty five hundred. Yeah. But uh anyways, you got to find it for you. What works for me is not going to necessarily work for you.
0: Yeah. See, I'm the opposite. I gotta. I gotta gear it up i gotta i gotta push it harder Uh, i have no problem with that like the the throttling back doesn't isn't effective for me that 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 tends to be shooting careful and slow not it's not aggressive
3: maybe you need to practice that though yeah maybe you need to go out there and practice that and see if you can't get that where it's not it's not necessarily effective and slow um and maybe even getting past that feeling of 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 too slow um because I'm gonna tell you man that was one of the biggest things that made a jump in my skill from you know last year to this year was um trusting that the feeling of my hair on fire and I don't have any hair um but that feeling
0: was not gonna yield me the best results yeah uh, i I mean that's i that is something i actually was a big focus of mine this year is i i i rotated days on days where I would shoot really aggressive and then days where I would shoot um really controlled match match base. So that was something that I tried to that I tried to play with this year. And I I don't I don't know that it actually was beneficial for me this year. Okay. Um so that's something to that I'm gonna revisit uh, for next year and and kinda see through the first half of the season what what it looks like.
2: I will say that's one thing about Jason's shooting This year that I think is the most impressive is his uh, shooting more disciplined and like kind of throttled off. Because I don't think a lot of people that saw Jason shoot this year, like he he kind of got more well known, I guess, this year. People saw him shoot a lot this year. He just shoots very controlled. If you saw him shoot like last year, he shot crazy last year. Like <laughs> like crazy fast, crazy out of control. It just looked crazy, crazy fast. And he shoots this year and it just looks completely different to watch him shoot. It looks completely different. It is like super reined in and under control and still faster than everybody else. That's what's crazy, right? It's like yeah. he has reined it in. He's placing every shot where he wants to place it and it's still faster. He could go so much more faster, right? Yeah. But it would not yield a better result.
3: It wouldn't. Now, there'd be times where I would hook up. I mean, it's the hero zero thing. Yeah. yeah. There'd be times where I was the hero. And then there'd be times where it was a zero. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes literally a zero. I mean, it could happen. I mean... um.
2: And that'd be you. That's, that's, that'd be yeah, you shooting like, like yeah. a B-class guy, right? Yeah.
3: So... Yeah. And so like that was why I asked the question, um, because, you know, Jeremy, you're the one that kind of put this in my mind. Like, no, no, no. I have to push. Like, I feel like you actually got to go out there and try to push because like you're trying to to beat the Max Michelle and to beat the Max Michelle, you might actually have to swing away on every stage and and just hope your percentage, your on deck percentages is where it needs to be those three days. Um, and that's why I asked that question before on that, that week before. And then on that, y'all asked y'all answered it on that episode that I wasn't on, but it was, uh, what would you rather do, um, go out and swing away and finish, you know, fifth or shoot control and be eighth or something like that. I don't know. I don't remember exactly what, what it was, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, for me, I think what Je- Jeff was saying that I've doing, I'm glad that he saw that because that validates that what I've been working on and what I'm doing is working. Um, but somebody also one, one last thing uh, along those lines of shooting nationals, uh, one of the guys that I was staying with and we were, you know, to and from the range every day. And then after the match, he was making a comment. I don't know if he was making it about me. I think he kind of was, but it was about people that, you know, have the really good level of success at a match, you know, at a big match. He was saying, you know, you see these guys that are grandmasters that are, you know, top five finishers, top 10 finishers at nationals. And you, y- a lot of times you may watch them and it doesn't look, I'll use the word magic. I don't think he, he, I don't think he used the word magic, but it doesn't, it doesn't really, it's not really evident what it is. I mean, there are times where you'll see a guy that is just blazing fast um and and, and you'll be like, okay, that was smoking fast. But a lot of times you see the guys like Max Michelle and you just watch him and it's just clean. It's efficient. It is fairly quick and fast and, and, but it's not, It sometimes it don't blow your skirt up. You know what I mean? it's not apparent that it's so lightning fast and so you're just like where it's not apparent where they beat you by two seconds on that stages yeah and and my goal is to not i don't care if i look fast just to shoot it as cleanly and as efficiently as i can
2: yeah
0: yeah and i would i would argue that the reason that that there's a good reason why Jason had the results that he had this year because he shot like his hair was on fire last year because he because he he had somewhere to back off to yeah like he he, yes. he he had he had somewhere to get controlled from yeah um and and I never did that early in my career it was never like I'm just gonna be like the fastest guy it was I was always I was always trying because I heard the top guys talking about no you can't go out there and shoot you can't go out there and shoot like crazy all the time I heard that, I mean, I heard that, I heard that from, from the very beginnings, like you've got to be under control. You've got to, you've got to, you know, consistency is what's going to win in this. And so like, even from early, early on, that was always my goal. And I wonder if there was, if I lengthened my learning curve, because I didn't have that, that early start to my career, where it was just like, I'm just going to be blazing fast. Uh, And I, so I'd be kind of curious how that I mean, it's you can you can't go back and re- redo yeah. that, right? Um, no, but you can start tomorrow with something with a new with a new testing process. You know what I mean?
3: But
2: sure. Yeah, and I, and
0: I I restarted that uh, last year with that with that thought process, and and last year was kind of a, a turning point to some better results, and then this year I kind of tried to I tried to keep that and go back to controlled a little bit, and I think I got tried I went too much into the control right before Nationals um and I I'll, I I'll, I'll, I'll be honest my my intention right now for the like the last couple of practice sessions before before a match or before Nationals is I'm going to put all old targets up with holes all in them and, and what, I'm not going to bring a paster and I'm just going to go I'm just going to go shoot and just see how fast I can shoot and see how fast I can see stuff um yeah like that's, that is, that's kind of what I, what right now I'm planning on doing like my last couple of practice sessions before, before like a, a, a match next year. Um, just to just go, just go try to just go be crazy fast. Uh, make sure that my vision is seeing as fast as it possibly can, um, uh, kind of over push things and trust then okay, no, the fundamentals that you have developed will, will be there. When you when you get to the match
1: hmm.
0: so we'll see yeah. it'll be interesting to play out
1: we'll
2: see
0: it can't get much worse so like there's no there's like I can try it like there's no reason not to try it so yeah I'm on I'm on board with that
2: I like it cool hey um let me tell you about these raccoons real quick
0: oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> we need we need an update on the Raccoons that have been terrorizing poor little Jeff's house.
2: Yeah. And then we'll pinch this marathon off. This log. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, uh, had the adjuster come out, adjuster looked through the house and then he wrote something up, sent it off to insurance company. That was like early this week. Okay. Today, a contractor comes out and he says he's going to clean up a bunch of stuff. And then he takes like one piece of insulation out, it, but it's like the piece of insulation with the most fecal matter on it. It's like where they took a shit for six months. Uh, so he takes that one piece out. Um, I don't know if he he said he was gonna spray some magic stuff in there to make it stop stinking. I don't. I don't know. I've been home for like forty five minutes today, so uh, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't got to really smell it, but. So, as of right now, I don't know if the raccoons are still up there. I created a one-way trap door. I don't know if I had said that before. But where they get in, I I made a one-way trap door. So, it like has a spring on it. So, they can push it out and then it closes behind them. And they might be smart enough to open it back up. I don't know. Uh, I bet they are. Yeah. I wouldn't doubt that they are.
0: No, they're, they're, they're Oklahoma coons. Yeah, so he built something. Do you think a raccoon
1: can't outsmart whatever he built? Mm. This is a valid point. I'll be curious to find out.
2: Yeah. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> the raccoons may or may not be gone. I don't know. Sometimes I I think I hear them, but that could just me be. I could just be conditioned to that. know yeah. From the last couple months, you know, like jumping every time I hear something in the attic. Uh, so. The raccoons. I'm not sure if they're gone, but the stench is still there. I think.
3: Well, like if they were gone, shouldn't he have carried them? Oh, you're thinking they may not have gotten back in from once they went out the one the one way door. Yeah, but. there's definitely okay.
2: less of them. Okay? okay, like they're not playing leapfrog in the middle of the night anymore.
3: They weren't playing leapfrog, bro. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's not what they were doing. Thank you, Jason.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was being I was being nice about it. So yeah, and then I got a check from the insurance company today. So they worked fast. Uh, I won't cash that check because it's not for enough money, but we're getting somewhere. Hopefully. It looks like they're going to cover it if they cut me a check. So now- That I, might have been the check to cover it. Oh, that's what it was, but yeah, I've done this before. Okay. So we're going to get the contractor to see what it's really going to cost and go from there. What did that contractor charge to come
0: carry out one piece of insulation? I don't know.
2: I haven't paid him anything. Oh. Yeah. I figure like, yeah, they were like, all right, well, we're going to go ahead and do some stuff. And I was like, I mean, insurance hasn't said they're going to cover this yet, but I guess either way, this has to happen. So either they're going to pay for it or I'm going to pay for it. So I just let them do their thing. But then they barely did anything. So I don't know. Yeah, that's where we're at.
0: Sounds like a very Oklahoma story. Yeah, it was a very exciting update. The most exciting.
2: You're welcome. I thought
0: there was going to be like, you found one, like you choked it out. Well, you were choking out and it only came and attacked you, so you had to pull out your gun and you shot it. Like, I thought there'd be something cool. but
1: When he told us about his water bill, I just assumed he flooded his attic and tried to drown him. No,
2: I didn't try that. I didn't try that. You gave him a great idea, though. That is a really good idea. It's the
0: best idea. Yeah, run a water hose up in your attic and and hose them off. It'll it'll work great.
2: I could get the water damage covered, huh? Exactly. (laughs) Alright, that's all I got. Y'all got anything else? Nope. Alright, thanks for sticking around.
1: Stop
3: recording, damn it.